Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. And today is a, a beautiful day in Southeast Texas. It's sunny outside and about 80 degrees. Kenny, before we get going in the, the conversation, how, how would you describe Southeast Texas to those who are listening outside of Southeast Texas? Well, right now I'm going, you know, because everything's green. Lots of pollen. Poly- yeah, it's pollen everywhere. So, so we get an early spring compared to most of the world. Yeah, we're uh, we're subtropical climate, just meaning you know tropicals like you know Mexico, uh, South Texas, where it's basically no winter. It's one season, warm all the time. Um, so we get we do get, you know, I guess you'd say it four seasons. You know, we get definitely get summer. It's hot, right? Yes, and, and especially July and August. Yep. We're right on the Gulf Coast. We got all the humidity, and we got a strong south breeze. So all that rising moisture is just blowing right up our nose. You know. <laughs> yes. So it is toasty in the summertime. I love it here though because you know we have we we have a warm. There's a part of summer like August is pretty brutal sometimes. You know, they get, get but I like to water ski, so that helps. But um, but we get a fall. You know, the leaves change colors. We have beautiful trees, and I, I love the fall. We get a little bit of a winter. You know, yeah. it's usually like, what, like December, January, and a piece of February, and it comes like four days at a time. <laughs> and then it yes. back into your shorts and T-shirts. But we do get it. You know, uh, you know, once in a lifetime, you might get a snow, and everything shuts down so we can play in the snow. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's – it's um, I like it here. Yeah. You know? I do. Good deal. Well, today we're talking about – the seven things that love is, or we have been talking about the seven things that love is, and today we look at number six, is what you list as love hopes, and I am interested to see how you relate hope to love. Uh, I don't know that, I know I have never thought about that, how that's related. I'm interested to seeing what you have to say. You do mention in your book that hope is choosing to believe that truth no matter what, if we persevere in love, that God will go with us and see us through. So what do you have for us about hope? Hope is hard. You know, I've been, I've been um, coming into this. I'm, you know, I, I usually have a real clear, clear direction of where I want to go and what I would like to share. And I do have an example I want to share that I, ha- I think will kind of pull the curtains back a little bit on this. But um, if you think of hope as a feeling of love, you know, then it's, yeah, I don't, I have a hard time figuring out where that fits in there. But I think what we're talking about here is, is that what we put our hope in, what our hope is in will determine whether or not we can love and if we do love. And that love, that love, obviously, First Corinthians is telling us that love hopes. But, you know, most of my life, in my own, is, you know, just, that's what every, everything I think about my perspective, where am I learning? How am I coming from? You know, my hope was always in something I could achieve, something I could gain, something I could get. And, um, and then I would, you know, fight to persevere in the hope that eventually my dream could come true. Eventually I could get what I wanted. And, and then from there, my hope, um, really became, I would say my hope was more in myself. So in myself, in that, I believed, I tried to convince myself, because I didn't, I mean, I have this hope because I'm not sure I can accomplish this. So then if my hope depends on me accomplishing this, then I have to build myself up. Because, you know, we all know 
that we don't know if we can accomplish it. You know, if you, if you ask, I would say, you know, if you ask, for example, if you ask them, uh, uh, I worked a lot of high school football teams and their coaches and stuff. And a lot of times we'd be walking out of the locker room onto the field, all these kids, and everybody's pumping up and hollering. Yelling. There's always somebody yelling at coach, are we going to win? Coach, we're going to win? Of course, coach is always like, yeah, we're going to win. But I'm thinking, but that's, that's a fear-led answer, I would say. Um, we have hope that we can win, okay, but we don't know that we will win. And if I convince myself that I know that I will win, then I put all of the pressure, everything depends on me, and I'm telling you, I'm not enough to carry that. I won't, I won't persevere in that. Fear will eventually crush me and keep me from winning. So in my case, you know, skiing and, you know, I was a skier and a ski jumper and all that good stuff. So for a big portion of that, that's what I did. Like, I'm the greatest. I'm going to win. I'm, you know, that's all I saw everywhere all the time. And my faith was in me. My hope was in me. I, it wasn't intentional, Reggie. Like, I, if you'd have asked me, I wouldn't have said, hey, I'm, I'm my own God and my faith in me and my hopes in me and I'm the greatest and all that. This is the stuff, this is the inner dialogue of me trying to convince myself to keep my hope alive that I have to believe that I can do it. And in the end, if you remember, we talked about this before, and I won't go all the way back through it, and it's in the book, but in the end, my, my dream came true whenever I gave up on my dream. So what happened was, you know, with everything on the line and my faith in myself and broken equipment and, you know, all these different problems at once were so much bigger than me, it crushed me. Like, like I had no hope. You had nothing to hope in. Right. Like every reasonable broken. expectation I had became foolishness because it seemed sensibly impossible from here. And so I either just had to be have this foolish faith, you know, in myself, you know, which, which, which I had done many times before, which basically meant I would go wide open 100 miles an hour, forget everything I'd ever learned. I didn't care if I died. And usually I almost did, you know, or ended up in the hospital or something, you know. So I had done all those things. But then when I gave up on my dream and I said, never mind the gold medal, Lord, I just want to do the best that I can for you. I would say in some ways I shifted my hope from me to him. Like my hope, instead of being my dream coming true, my hope became that that if I finish for him, when or not, God can work in and through this. And so perseverance, which we'll talk about after hope, I don't think we can persevere without hope. But if, we, if our hope is in ourselves and we persevere in a selfishness, we, like, we ravage everything in our lives. We persevere in selfishness or foolishness. But here's a, let me just grab a definition, okay, that um, may help a little. But this is Webster's Dictionary, and I just looked up hope. And it just says, a desire of some good accompanied by at least a slight expectation of, a, of obtaining it or belief that it's obtainable. So in my case, I got to a place where <laughs> there was no more belief that it was obtainable, it was impossible from every reasonable expectation I had. 
So if that's what hope is, I lose my hope when I no longer have a reasonable expectation that it's obtainable. And if we lose our hope there, then, then what happens is when we lose hope is fear rushes in and, and then we, this, the, the fruit of all of that is we becoming angry, rude, envy, these eight things that love is not. So where we put our hope makes a huge difference. You know, um, in Hebrews, Hebrews, I just want to read this because I, I thought, you know, this is great. And, and it's one of my, it ends with one of my favorite scriptures, you know, um, where you know, we have this hope as an anchor to our soul, firm and secure, right? So what, what is the anchor to my soul? Is it my hope in myself? You know, is it my hope that I can achieve my dream? Is it my hope that I'm going to get this person and be able to keep them in my relationship? Because if so, fear is going to rule my life eventually, and I'm going to actually persevere in selfishness, and I'm going to uproot all these things in my life. But in Hebrews, you know, this, this is what it says. It says, even though we speak like this, beloved, we are convinced of better things in your case. And this is, um, this, that's a little out of, that's not where I'm going with this. So hang with me. Things that accompany salvation. For God is not just. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown for him, his name, as you've ministered to the saints and continue to do so. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end in order to make your hope sure. So we, if we lose our hope, we're not going to persevere. So our hope, our hope has to be this anchor that holds us so that we can continue to persevere, right? So then, then you will not be sluggish, but you will imitate those through faith and patience and inherit what has been promised. And it says, when God made his promise to Abraham, since he had no greater to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I surely bless you and multiply your descendants. And, you know, Abraham had a, like, anyone left hope left in Abraham for himself, like his only hope was God. I think really it's like, you know, you know, God positioned him there so that he could have only one hope. Right. I mean, he gets I think he I think I think because he loves us, he doesn't want our hope in things that are going to crumble. So he positions us so that that we and through our own decisions, we kind of keep ourselves positioned or moving along um, so that we can come to a place where we put our hope in him that is unmovable and shake with this anchor that won't move, you know. But, but so Abraham, after waiting patiently, okay, so so I think per- perseverance is waiting and some other things, but how we wait matters so much. So I have this hope and I'm waiting, okay? But if I'm waiting impatiently, then I'm, I'm tearing, I'm, I'm killing everything around me while I wait. And then if I persevere in that unpatient waiting, I'm just, I'm, it's getting worse. It's not getting better. So it's like, it's like nothing ever just stays where it is. When you're waiting because you have hope, you have to do so faithfully and lovingly and kindly and peacefully. And, and, you, and, and, you're, and you're persevering and knowing that if, I, if I'm diligent in my faith and in my trust in the truth, regardless of everything that's going on around me, even if it looks foolish, I can trust God. Something good, you know, he's, he's going to lead me where I need to be, where I need to be. Maybe not exactly where I think I want to be or think I should be, but where I need to be. 
So Hebrews 6, 19, one of my favorite verses. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, our forerunner, has entered on our behalf. He has become the high priest forever. So Jesus is my hope. So my hope, well, my hope is in the truth of his love, my understanding of his love for me, my understanding that, that, that I trust him, that if I live a loving life, that I have the hope that his will can be done in and through my life. Whatever the immediate results are, whatever my desires, my dreams, all that stuff. So example, okay? So I had an example. So um, I had been dating Tammy for maybe, and and, and I I give this example because I think her love and her hope, um, you could say in many ways, saved my rear end because my own foolish decision, I'm about to tell you about it, my own stupidity, my own uh, selfishness. I don't. I don't even fully understand what the heck was wrong with me, you know. But, but I did. I, I you know, I broke up with her, and we'd been dating for a while. I thought I wasn't. I thought I was done. I really did. And but you know, everyone I had ever dated before. Usually, when you broke up with someone, especially we've been dating for quite a while, a few years, and or year and a half, two years. Anyway. There's usually some kind of ongoing dialogue after all, you know, maybe drama or, 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 you know, please can we get back together? Whatever, you know, Tammy's just sweet, sweet, man. She, you know her. Okay. So she's so kind and so meek that if you're not careful, you would think she was weak. And so I break up with her and man, I don't like, I'm, I broke up, but I still like phone call, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm thinking, you know, surely she wouldn't just move on, you know, whatever. Man, the phone's not ringing. I know she's crushed, okay? I, I know from other people. I know from her mom, uh, but but she's not calling me. She's not begging me to come back, you know? She's not. None of this stuff's happening. Finally, after a couple of weeks, man, I'm calling her. Every now. I'm making up reasons. Like one time, <laughs> get myself in some real hot water here, but why? I can't remember what I did. I didn't do anything. I was innocent for sure, right? But I got locked up. <laughs> so, and and uh, I better remember what it was. That's gonna sound real bad. Um, but it was it was something trivial. Um, what the heck was it? I don't remember, Reggie. But anyway, uh, I had to get. She bailed me out, and this was before we broke up, and right before we broke up. She should have been breaking up with me, right? I'm getting locked up. <clears throat> I think I was riding through on the beach or something. I don't remember. Anyway, so now they call and they say, hey, you know, I can go pick up my bond. It was like 250 bucks or whatever it was. When she came and got me, she had to give $250 so I could get out of there. But I can go pick the money up. You know, it's no problem. But I'm thinking now that's something that wouldn't sound like me trying to call Tamar. I say, hey, you know what? I can't get the money unless you come with me. You know, so I call her up and say, hey, I need to go get the money, but you got to come with me. You know, you know, I'm cool. Everything's good. But, you know, and so we did go pick up the money and then I still didn't hear from her, you know, and and in that time. And the way she handled it, I don't know. I don't know what happened, Reggie. It, maybe in some ways it allowed me to see how strong she really was. She wasn't weak at all. Um, and she truly was strong. She may have seemed like it, but she, like she, I used to think in some ways she, maybe she was weak. Now I would say she's stronger than any man I've ever met. You know, when the rubber really meets the road. But 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 after all that was over, I was like, you know what? 
you know, what sustains you? What what's going on there? You know, and and, and I hear in bits and pieces and I learn. But this was this was her prayer. And I thought she kept her hope in the right place. And because she kept her hope in the right place, it kept love alive. And I said, our, you know, in the beginning of this, it saved my rear end because I don't know where I'd be without her. You know, probably be back behind the bars again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or God only knows. But um, but her prayer was this. Or her prayer was not. And she tells she tells young ladies this all the time. But um, and young men, you know, she, she started telling somebody the other day. But she said her prayer was not that God would put us back together. She, her hope was in Christ, not in me or in a relationship with me. If her hope would have been in a relationship with me or with, with me, I think she, fear would have overcome her and she, the phone would have been ringing nonstop. And, and, and ultimately, she would have pushed me away, right? But her hope was in God's. And this was her prayer. Her prayer was that if it were God's will that we be together, that God would change my heart because she wanted to be. But that if it was God's will that we not be together, that God would change her heart, that she wouldn't want to be with me if I didn't want to be with her. And so where she hung her hope, Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying, positioned her to persevere in that love that, you know, saved my rear end, I would say. And I tell her all the time, thank you so much for giving me <laughs> for giving me another chance, you know. And then I still pay the dues for uh, making that mistake all the time. <laughs> I mean, it comes up every now and then. I'm like, yeah, I know. That was me. I'll take it. You know, I was an idiot, and thank God she took me back. So all that to say, um, we only have one hope in any and everything we do, and that's Christ. And if we put our hope in anything else, it's it's going to all come unraveled, and fear is going to swoop. That's what fears. That's what Satan's goal is: that we'll put our hope in something else, and in ourselves, that we'll love ourselves, that we'll trust in ourselves, that we'll put our help, our hope, and our ability, and our self confidence, and self esteem, and all these things. But your your hope is not secure in any of those places. It's only secure in Christ. So we have this hope as an anchor to our soul, firm and secure. God loves you, and you're secure in Him, and He'll get you through the storm and wherever it is you're supposed to be, even if it's not where you want to be. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does. Thanks for clarifying how hope relates to to love. And this concludes another podcast. The next podcast, we'll talk about the eighth thing that love is, that it perseveres. But until then, trust God's Word no matter what. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.